0: In between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I am joined in the virtual studio by the one and only Johnny Larkin. How are you, Johnny?
1: Pretty good, pretty good on this cloudy, overcast Thursday morning. Uh, Nice, Mm. nice day. For a podcast and a nice, hopefully it's a nice day for some football later on this evening. Hopefully, hopefully a sort of um,
0: good weather for a win in the footy. That's what Definitely. we're after. We want to see, want to see one of those in that particular column. Today's episode is as it's as it says on the tin: Cats v Blues um, match pre. So, we're going to be looking into all of that. There's a couple of um, cats at debuts to get into, um, which is exciting, Johnny.
1: Fresh Very blood exciting. At the cattery, fresh, which is, which is good. No one was dropped inside, uh, apart from Stuart, who was injured, and oh, was. is most likely mm. on the outer, I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's let's um let's get into it, Johnny. The the, the initial thoughts, and that that's probably the best place to start. Really, is the ins and outs. So Jack Bowes, um who played eighty odd games for the Gold Coast Suns, is set to make his debut in the hoops. Um also Cooper White, uh, left footed midfielder, uh, twenty years of age. He's going to be making his AFL debut. Full stop. So he's never played a game. This will be his first game at the AFL level, which is massive for him. Out go Tom Stewart with the injury and Brandon Parfitt makes way for Cooper White. Now, Cooper White will be named as the substitute. That's what the last article I read said, that that Cooper White will be announced as the substitute, um, which is, you know, a bit of a shitty way to make your debut for the club. Like, yes, you're debuting. Yes, you're the substitute. You may not get on. But, Johnny, the, the way it normally works for the Cats, you, you'd imagine that given two now that it's a tactical substitute, not just a sub, that Chris Scott will get Cooper White injected into the game at some point, regardless of what's happening
1: um, in terms of the result. I oh, most definitely. Definitely will be getting on that ground, having a kick here and there. But I feel like this is going to be mm. the way recruits, especially um, playing the first game, are going to be brought into the team via the technical mm. sub. And I think that's oh, fair enough. Why not let them get, um, maybe settle their nerves, get an idea of how the game's going, not just you know, dump them in mm. straight away. But that depends on the player as well, because sometimes a player may just want to get out there straight away and not worry about those nerves because it could be a person whose nerves builds up over the game going, shit, when am I going to get out there? They start over thinking stuff. Mm. But that's for the coaches and the cats to the side and I think yeah, it's fair enough. We'll see what happens. But um, I think Bose from that one pre-season game that we saw of Bose, I think he's going to slot into the cats extremely well. As we've said previously, the way he mm. was able to read the play, position himself in really fantastic positions to receive the ball and dish there. was pretty high, pretty highly skilled. I mean, kicking was fantastic, although it was only against Hawthorne in a pre-season, so we can't read too much into it. But I think from a single-player perspective, I think he's going to do really well. And Cooper White, all I'm hearing is really excellent things about him. Don't really hear any net. Yeah, absolutely. Good, kick, good pressure. Likes to run, so I think he'll be fine as well. Mm. Yeah, both sort of influences.
0: I felt like we could have dealt with last week. Um, you know, I, I know. I think Jack Bowes was held back from memory with a slight injury. Yeah. Um they decided not to risk him. Um, so, so I get that, and and you know, I, I guess you don't want to put someone like cooper white in game one at the mcg in front of you know the pies yeah yeah it was a pretty cauldron like atmosphere so i understand i'm excited for them both sambo sort of predicted um on the recap episode that that Parfitt, you know would probably struggle to retain his spot after that week one did look like he was off the pace and struggled to really impact the game. And when you've got as broad a squad, where you've got as deep a squad as what Geelong have right now, even with injuries, it's going to be hard to put in a, you know, a, a less than um, exceptional effort and, and continue to get a game. I think we'll continue Absolutely. to see a bit of churn, particularly in That's- the early season as the Cats look to find their, their best 22.
1: As I said in the um, recap, You've got to channel your inner M&M. You've got to get that, you know, uh, lose yourself in a <laughs> moment thinking going. You've got to take these opportunities because you may only get one or two throughout the year to really cement that spot. And when you get them, especially the Cats, you've got to make sure you perform at a high level, especially if you are one of these players who's on the, the fringe. So you've got to take these mm. moments. If you don't take them, well, you're going to find yourself at of the team replaced by another guy who's going to want to perform as well, and he could. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's the way the cat's going to have to be pretty harsh about it, going, get him not perform this week, you're on the fringe, we're going to bring this guy and see how he goes. But he'll definitely get another mm. opportunity, he's just got to take it next time. Yeah,
0: well, uh, and that's the, this is what you want in a squad, you want People pushing for places you want to know that it's not just your best 22 and that's it you want a best 28 best 30 you know whatever you can get um all playing at a high level it's it's how the cats were able to win the flag last year uh so excited about that johnny excited to see both guys um pull on the hoops for the first time um it's also isaac smith's 50th game for the cats which is kind of crazy in a weird way in, in a weird way it's crazy to think yes. he's at 50 and in another way it's it's crazy to think he's not at 200 because he's he's fit in so well you know with the hoops with the uniform yeah. like he's he just feels like a cat now we've we've got the scum off him um, can we
1: can we get him to 100 games so he's, his kids can be <laughs> father son or do, father daughter I'm not sure. I think he's got daughters mm. Um, yeah. yeah can he get get to that hundred so his kids can play for Geelong or the scum, whichever one they want to play for instead of did you see the the scum? I'm pretty sure I
0: saw an article where he said you should it should only be if you won a flag, it shouldn't yeah. be a games thing, so he's obviously think, thinking about thinking about the cats, obviously he wants to play with the cats
1: <laughs> obviously. and I think you know what have been your up, thoughts at that age? where they're seeing him play at the Cats. So they're going to be pretty influenced by that at their Mm. young age to go for the Cats because I don't think – they may have been around for this time at Hawthorne, but they may have been too young. But I think that sort of at that age Mm. where they're going to see blue and white hoops, their dad's playing for the blue and white hoops, so Mm. let's go for them.
0: What, what are your thoughts on his first 50 games? It, it couldn't have gone much better, could it? A prelim final and a grand final with a premiership win and a Norm Smith.
1: Um, yeah, you wouldn't be complaining, would you? If if that's the pitch that the Cats sold him, you're going to be a prelim player and win the grand final, Norm Smith, well, they hit the money on the head. I think I'm pretty sure they would have said a similar stuff to that, like we're going to hmm. try and get to this spot. We can't guarantee it, but this is our aim. Hey, He'd be, oh, well, he's obviously loving it because he wants his kids to play for the Cats. So, yeah, I think mm. what he's been able to bring to the Cats is elite, supreme, pure professional threat. All every single game. It's, mm. I think he can pick out 50 games where he played a really good game and I can't really think of one where you'd say he was below par I play could be one or two, but yeah. you'd have to go through basically every game to find out, and I think he played really well every single game. Well, and, you know, it, he,
0: he's cemented in history, you know, as one of that sort of, you know, handful of Geelong players, you know, throughout, throughout all the years to win the best on ground in a grand final. I, I still go back to the game-winning goal he kicked against Brisbane yep. last year. I think, um, also oh,
1: sorry, like rather the year before twenty twenty one. That still sticks in the mind yeah. where that's where the scum was washed off and he became a cat. to see the, seat of the right. crowd was like, "Yep, it's one of us now. One of us. <laughs> one that of us." That was a great moment. One <laughs> of us.
0: It was great. It was. It really, really was. So that's sort of the. The bits and pieces to come out of selection Isaac Smith's 50th yes. club game, debuts for Cooper White and Jack Bowes, and obviously Tommy Stewart missing for injury, Brandon Parfit.
1: Um, so that's Isaac Smith's goal that he got against Brisbane. That was the moment mm. where I was like, fantastic. I like Smith. That's right, really. Yeah. I was like, yep, he's going to be good.
0: I remember you sort of talking about that on the podcast afterwards. That so that was where, as you said, the, the Hawthorn was, was washed away. Um, all right, let's get into some thoughts from the listeners. And like last week, our listeners um, were more than happy to provide their their thoughts on the upcoming game. And we I asked on Twitter, what do you want to see um, in week two? said, Cats fans, round two, just around the corner. What do you want to see from the Cats against the Blues on Thursday night? Drop your thoughts below. Didn't they just? We had.
1: Excellent response.
0: Uh, yeah, Jamie said, get a better performance from the midfield. They were poor defensively, a lot of turnovers that resulted in goals and also sustained running for four quarters. Stuart, to make a remarkable recovery <laughs> in play. Half it. Parfitt to look interested. Well, Parfitt won't get that opportunity because he's been dropped. Um, just as we go through here, Johnny, make a little m- bit of a mental note about any points you want to get into um, from, from the listener questions. Um, Matt says last week's first half for longer. Corey says break even at the stoppages. Big key to beating the Blues, tackle count of 60 or higher. Higher uncontested possessions and marks showing the spread from contest and game control. We got smashed last week in those areas. Terry says, Bring in Bows and White for their debuts. Well, a few Spot hours on. later, uh, you, yeah, that's right. Terry nailed it. Um, Jared Foxy, um, t- talking Foxy's about Foxy. Cooper White. The Fox says, A laser left foot kick and uh, laser left foot kick, Mr. White brings and smart decision making as well as good reading of the play is what i noticed during the brisbane practice match when he came on did bomb it long a few times um but that was more due to where his teammates were positioning themselves um ryan says winning would be nice maddie jay says not to be tr- dramatic but i hope we win by a million points jez kicks five of those goals um nick says i want to see Bose. no more injuries would be nice on a six-day break, I expect it run out of puff again. But if we lose and kick another 100-plus points, I'll take that as a win. Hopefully go three and two after gather round and team back to full fitness. David, the same attacking energy as the other night. Rat imposing himself in defense. No injuries. Donna says, would like to see Simpson get a game. No Definitely. Simpson yet. No, uh, Rory yet. Kilpatrick, more spread. Um, yep. Coco says, give Bruin the keys to the midfield. Don't strand him on the bench or wing, especially when the guys who replaced him did no better. Jackie says, my fingers are just crossed for no more injuries. JD, much of the same as the first three quarters, but for longer. Bring in Bows and White for Stewart and O'Connor. Well, almost got that one. We've got uh, Bows and White in for Stewart and Parfit. Make Ollie Dempsey the sub in place of Parfitt. That'll give us more energy, run, and creativity off the bench. Glynn says, obviously, a W, but two key things would be, one, young defense continue to show signs and at least hold their own. Two, mids need to influence the game more. We were lucky our forwards kicked straight last week. Polsey says, four quarters of run. And finally, we've got these ones. No more injuries and just a casual shellacking of the baggers. Uh, that was from Yarak, James. David Mitchie says, want to see the Big Easy stand up against the Blues Twin Towers. With Stewie out, the spot is his if he's hungry enough. Wants to see Bo who's in. We've well, got that, David. And Broon to start in the center square and stay there. Tell him he has a C-ball, get ball license. He will make mistakes. But the in and under is what we need. Sue says, wants to see a percentage boosting win. The hoops, manic pressure and tackles to hurt. Nick V, Brune playing inside, and Maxwellian says, our new captain making more than one tackle. <laughs> I think in match review, Dangerfield would have been a teeny tiny bit unimpressed with the tackling pressure last week. So thanks to so our listeners Excellent. for all those Fantastic. thoughts. Um, Johnny, what are some sort of points, or what, where do you want to start off dissecting the listener thoughts? What, what, what have you got?
1: Um I agree with the Bruin stuff. I thought he was really fantastic in these, that first half when he was on the inside mm. and getting that ball. And then, as I said, he sort of disappeared and vanished from the game after half time. Mm. And if he was moved on to win, that makes sense. He really didn't, wasn't able to impact the way he was. So, yeah, I think I they're think spot on with getting Bruin back into that centre square, giving it a licence too. Do what Gerald Stelwood did, basically. You know, get in and under, be attacking, just get that ball. Don't worry about who's going for it, just get it. And the Mm. field one as well, I think we pretty much touched on it last week, that he would not be impressed with his performance, the way he went about it. So hopefully he can get back up and perform better, do better as a, a captain this week and really lead from the front like we've seen him do many times before.
0: Yeah, and everyone was on it too, or not everyone, but there was a lot of feedback of like, I want to see Jack Bose in, I want to see Cooper White in. And, and we absolutely got that. Um s- there was no panic, which I liked, and we got that no in panic. the recap episode where the where the listeners were like, no, nah, it's all good, it's one week, like you know, we'll we'll sort of
1: trust the and process then, essentially. But Isaac yeah. Isaac Smith was able to back that up as well by saying, No panic. still got young guys coming in who are still, as we said, learning the system, trying to figure out what goes on and how it all works. So if the players aren't panicked, why should we be panicked? And as we said, it's round one. Shit's going to happen. We've got to work things out. It's better to work things out early on than going, shit, what the fuck are we going to do? It's round 23 and we're still, and this has happened now. So it's happening early.
0: It's It's a good thing. It's a good opportunity, this Carlton game, though, Johnny, um, because you're you're facing a lot of the same sort of questions. Now, I don't think Carlton are anywhere near as good as what Collingwood are um, personally. But having said that, they are a young team on the rise. This is going to be at the G again, uh, I believe, isn't it, at the MCG? At the Um, MCG. You know, so so probably a big-ish crowd on a Thursday night. like if you're going to be facing, this is this is the classic thing where you are you are the reigning premiers, you are going to get everyone's best shot. No one is going to come out against Geelong, um, unsure of themselves or slow or sluggish. I I would imagine. I would imagine that every team this year that we face pretty much will come out giving you the absolute best swing out of the gate. So it's it's a big deal for the Cats because you're going to be in another high intensity game, just like last week. And you're going to be continued to ask though. You're going to continue to be asked the same sort of questions of like, can you stay with this other team while they're hot and at it? And can you run out the game? Cause that was a big thing. was the fade off from Geelong. But I don't know about you, Johnny, like there was a lot made of that fade out from, from the cats in, in the sort of, second half of the third quarter and then into the fourth, obviously it really fell apart. I do think that part of that at least was just due to holding the wall for so long on demand in defense. And then once it went, it just all went like, I don't know how much that was fitness levels. I feel like we'll probably learn a little bit from this week. Um, If it happens two weeks in a row, then maybe you do have a few concerns about fitness. Um, I I, you know, I tend to think it was more the defensive side of it. Are you worried about the back line without Stewart, without Jack Henry? How are you feeling going with Sam Deconing and Sava Radaglia as essentially your two big marking backs against a pretty dangerous and pretty settled, I suppose, forward line? Uh, uh, now I'm trying to think, which Mackay is injured? Is it um, Carlton's Mackay or is it? No, um... it's
1: North Melbourne's Mackay.
0: So Carlton have both of their big full fours. They've, they've got, both they've
1: both got Mackay.
0: So how are you feeling about this? Because, you know, as much as Sam DeConing had a massive year <clears throat> last year, he's he's only like, what, 20, 21? Yep. Saffa Radagalia is inexperienced down the back there. You don't have those calming heads of Tom Stewart and, and, who uh, who do you think is going to calm things down back there for Geelong if Kurno and Mackay are up and about early?
1: It's a tough one, um, but I think it's going to have have to be Zach Tui or even possibly Zach Guthrie. I think them two they have to work as a tandem to yeah, settle these yeah. things down. But you know, I think also even STK he can be that calming influence mm. for the. Be great as well. I think he's got more than enough experience to know how the Cats' backline works to get through these tough moments. Like last week was extremely tough because you know, Tom Stewart went out and then SDK injured himself, went off ground for a bit. So I think last week it was all of that forward pressure from Collingwood and then the injuries chucked in there as well. Really just threw the Cats off. It just you know, chucked a snake amongst the rats or whatever you want um just <laughs> disorientated the entire back line for a bit then i don't think they really ever recovered and calling would be able to you know probably immense pressure and dominate but mm. this week they've got a whole they've had a whole basically a week to work this out settle things down notice as a team that's going in i think they'll feel a lot better hopefully and mm. as you know it's going to be a lot of a lot of work for the midfield to make sure that Carlton's not getting those easy, straightforward entries. What the Cats will want would be the long bombs, you know, going high to Kerno and Mackay where Radiglier and SDK can, you know, jump up and swallow or mark themselves. I think if Carlton's able to enter, you know, with short direct kicks, that's when we're going to be in trouble. So if a midfield can help restrict that, we'll be yeah. looking all right. But yeah, it's, I think, I think the Cats defense will be fine. I think we've got still got Zach Tui, he's still got Mark O'Connor, he's an experienced player, and we've still got Mark Lixarbs so, who, who Mark who's is going back potentially there potentially going to play. Yeah, so I think, yeah, yeah, I think they've got enough coverage for Tom Stewart and Jack Henry and Cola to settle that back line as long as we don't get another uh, serious injury in the first quarter where. Our I main defender mm. goes off in the through the whole game, and yeah, just shut shit hits the fan again. If that doesn't happen, I
0: yeah, think yeah, fine. I think you've hit the nail on the head too, talking about the midfield, like that the the role of playing defence really doesn't just start in the back fifty. Like it, it's all over the ground, and that was something we talked about against the Pies. Like pretty much the whole game. It was rebounding out of Collingwood's. If we didn't score, it was coming back out of Collingwood's back fifty and into a counter attack every time. Like there, are, I so few instances where you can ever remember Geelong getting set up to be well and truly encamped. collingwood's front 50 and you know the the long kick from collingwood comes out and blick or stewart or you know guthrie marks it and sends it back in it was never that it was like either geelong went in quickly and scored or geelong went in quickly were turned over and collingwood were coming back the other way at at speed like and that that ties your midfield out that ties your defense out when you don't managed to set up that time in your Ford 50 where you are just locking them in and strangling them in their own back line like i think this is this has to happen all over the ground it can't just be a commitment to defend down back we have to find those ways where like last year where Geelong would just be encamped for minutes at a time in in the opposition back line um it that that's the way you do it um, so I would like to see more of that, Johnny. I don't want to see this slingshot end to end game yet again, all night. No. Um, because I think particularly when you're under man down back, you just eventually you're going to get got more times than not. So I don't want to see that. I want to see more time where it's like the, the ball is in our forward 50 in our attacking half for repeat stoppages for, you know, repeat entries. um, that's 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 a definite for me. Um, well, given that we're talking about this, um, let's move into what we want to see um, from the game, Johnny. That's this. That's that's sure. our next segment. What we want to see. But first, I want to say a big thank you to our beautiful patrons, our Patreon subscribers. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, our Patreon subscribers. It's three dollars fifty US. Per month, um, you get access to extra content. All of our podcasts go up as video shows on Patreon. You also get access to written work as well. I've been putting up some some written pieces of like from my notes for the recap episode. I had some observations that I put in put in text format for the Patreons to read ahead of time. Uh, yesterday, I uploaded a full article breakdown that I've written on the AFLW trade and sign period. So I've actually analyzed, you know, and given my thoughts on every move that cats women's team have made um, every departure, every arrival. So yeah, um, that's some of the stuff you can get when you subscribe to the Patreon and there is a section at the end of each show that is for patrons only Um, for the preview shows. That's our match predictions which includes, you know, us predicting who we think the best performing players are going to be in a number of different categories and sort of breaking down the match a bit further for the recap pod last week, it was another, an extra 15 minutes of player focus on Asava Radagalia. So if you want to become a member of the chaps, Patreon page, and thanks to the three people who signed up over the weekend, Fantastic. Much appreciated, you can get along over to Patreon and, search up the chaps chat cats all right let's round out the public part of the show johnny with what we want to see what do you want to see john what What what's what's the what are you looking for against the blues what's going to be obviously obviously we can say we want to yeah we want to see a win but what is it that you're looking for apart from that that you'll walk away going Win, lose, or draw. If I see this, I'm going to be pretty happy to have seen this.
1: All right. Win, lose, or draw. Um, I want to see obviously the whole midfield team work a lot better than last week. I'm going to apply that pressure. Mm. Don't let Carlton you know, go from their defense defensive 50 into their attacking 50 with ease. We want them to. Mm. We want, I want that structure. That we were so common to last year, the comeback, where it's just that, long, that wall of Cats players was one, two walls that, that they have to get through. Now I want to see yeah. Patrick Dangerfield become the leader that he knows he can be and the player to lead from the front, be a, be a captain this week, not get lost in the game and do one special thing then fade for the rest of the game. And then mm. I just like want to see Jack Bowes and Cooper White have a good game. I, th- I think Jack Bowes is primed for a really great outing. I think he can play that Mitch Duncan role really well, which I think will also help settle that defence. So, yeah, that's yeah, I want to see Bowes play like Mitch Duncan and do what Mitch Duncan was able to do. And I think he can. Mm. What do you want to Definitely. see? Definitely.
0: What do I want to see? Well, I, I probably gave away mine a little bit bef- before we we thanked the uh, the beautiful patrons, which was you know that I want to see repeat stoppages in Geelong's defensive front, uh, Ge- Geelong's attacking front rather, you know, where we've got the ball locked in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to to a, a sub point, which is I want to see a Cam Guthrie type game from Cam Guthrie. I was pretty underwhelmed, you know, and I yeah. always will say, you know that. When I'm happy with Cam Guthrie, but I was very underwhelmed. He's he's now an experienced midfielder in that lineup. You know he he's not really playing third or fourth fiddle anymore. Uh, He needs to take that step up and be that second, if not lead mid around Dangerfield. You know Atkins, etc. This is this is Cam Guthrie time. This is why you, you know, this is the role you've grown into. You need to be getting that twenty five plus disposals per game you know i I think he had 15 touches for the night against collingwood like and and looked off the pace um so i want to see yeah a more cam guthrie type game getting involved getting lots of the footy linking you know play together um with his teammates Uh, you know i don't know just a bit more ferocity a bit more tackling a bit more involvement a bit more creativity um most importantly more of the footy i think we, we look better when cam guthrie has more of the footy um i think if cam guthrie has 30 disposals say i, I think then we're gonna have plenty of uncontested footy and plenty of marks because it's it's a Definitely. bit of a um a gauge for where we're at if, if cam guthrie has a cam guthrie kind of night so that's it for me Th- those are my sort of two things lots of um Repeat stoppages in our forward fifty. The ball locked in. Carlton struggling to bring it out of their back fifty. Do not want to see another slingshot game where it's just end to end constantly with no ability to apply defensive pressure. Um, and I want to see a Cam Guthrie game from Cam Guthrie because last That's week going. was pretty, yeah, pretty underwhelming.
1: Shake All off right, the, Johnny. Uh,
0: that is the end of the public version of the show so we hope you've all enjoyed our match preview thank you for Goodbye, listening i hope you enjoy the game thank tonight you. um yeah and we're now going to go over into our match day predictions portion of the podcast for patreon's subscribers only i think i call them patreons they're patrons on patreon um, so yeah, if you want to join up, $3.50 US per month extra content abounds. All right, until next time guys, go cats,
1: Go cats and go us.